Hello, this is Pastor Marty Macedo from Fellow Helpers Ministries bringing you another podcast from the Pastor Study. Biblical lessons from the battlefield of life from a retired pastor of 45 years who was saved after serving as a Staff Sergeant Airborne Ranger in Vietnam. My testimony is shared in podcast number one. It is my desire to share with you lessons the Lord has taught me over my years of living as a Christian and serving as a pastor. These podcasts are intended to whet your appetite for further Bible study. They'll be short, 20 to 30 minutes, and having your Bible and something to jot down notes might be very helpful. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me by email. My email address is masitofhm at gmail.com. FHM stands for Fellow Helpers Ministry. My name is spelled M-A-S-I-T-T-O-F-H-M at gmail.com. Today I would like to follow up my testimony of last week with a study I've titled Booby Traps in the Christian Life. The text comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. It reads, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. We'll see four key words in this verse which will give us four important lessons for our Christian life today. Before we begin, let's have a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're going to be covering a very important subject this morning, for every Christian knows the dangers that are before them as the adversary seeks to get an advantage of them. And we pray that as we go through these points, that you might be a blessing to us and help us to understand principles that we can apply to keep us safe in this trail of life. For we ask it in Christ's name, amen. Booby traps in the Christian life. I feel the need to describe to you, first of all, a definition of what a booby trap is. For today, we call them IEDs, that is, improvised explosive devices. And today, the improvised explosive devices are designed to be set off remotely by someone else. When I went to Vietnam, however, there were a lot of booby traps being used, and they were different. Because a booby trap is this. Any scheme or device for tricking a person unawares, a bomb or a mine set to be exploded by some action of the intended victim. And that's the key there. With a booby trap, it is something the victim does that sets it off. It may be kicking a branch off the trail, as it was in our situation. Maybe stepping over a branch and triggering a booby trap. It may be uh, a wire that is across the trail that you... uh, a brush against as you go by. There are many different kinds of booby traps, and in the Christian life, I believe there are also booby traps, as we'll see more in just a minute. The words that I want to define for you out of our verse this uh, today, as found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, and the first word I want to define is the word advantage, where it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. The word advantage literally means to seek to get more, to gain a more favorable position. And when we read this verse and look at that definition, we understand that we have an adversary in the Christian life who is seeking to get more of us or seeking to gain a more favorable position in our life. Satan knows we are saved. He knows we're going to be going to heaven, but he wants to do whatever he can to disrupt our Christian life here on earth before we get to that place. So there's the word advantage. The second word that we're going to look at is the word ignorant. It says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The word ignorant means to be ignorant of or not to know. It's not the idea of being stupid or being dumb, 
but it's the idea that you have little knowledge of and you need to be educated or you need experience to understand. And so we read in our verse, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. He wants to get a more favorable position because, and then we're told, for we are not ignorant, uh, we are not foolish, we're not stupid, we know what his devices and traps are, and we need to be paying attention to them. That brings us to our third word that we want to define, and that's at the end of the verse. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And the word devices denotes thought, that which is thought out, a purpose, a plan, a scheme, or trick. And the truth of the matter is, Satan seeks to get a more favorable position in our life advantage. We should not be ignorant of that, but be aware and alert about it. And we should not fall victim to this device that he has set up or the devices he has set up that would cause uh, his scheme or plan to thwart or harm our life. So there we have our verse, lest Satan should get an advantage of us if we are not ignorant of his devices. As Christians, we have an enemy setting booby traps in our path to take advantage of us. Now with that in mind, what are we going to look at in the way of an outline? Well, there are four things I think that will bring this to reality for us. Number one is this, booby traps in the Christian life should come as no surprise. That's the word ignorant. Booby traps in the Christian life should come as no surprise. That's the word ignorant. Soldiers are taught about booby traps and trained how to avoid them before they're ever sent out into the field. In fact, if you remember from my testimony, the first six months I was in Vietnam, I was the training NCO of the 173rd Airborne. And it was my responsibility to help train troops to go out in the field and survive and thrive and get home safely. And we recognize that this training is so important because then we'll not be surprised by any device or plan that the enemy has put in our path. Well, Christians are taught about spiritual booby traps, and they're trained how to avoid them too. Where we had our ranger manual that we would use for training, the Christians have the Bible that is their manual for training. And God is continually warning us of the devices that can hurt and harm our life. And as we take heed to his word, we're able to be alert and be aware so they come as no surprise. Remember, that's our first point. Booby traps in the Christian life should come as no surprise. We should not be ignorant regarding them. You know, the day before we were actually booby trapped and set the booby trap off on that trail, October 26, 1970, the day before we'd had some contact and we were tracking some people through this uh, trail. And one of our men was very alert and very aware that day and we were booking it down that trail pretty quick, and he stopped us. And we thought, what are you doing? We're on their trail, and you're stopping us. And then he pointed, and there was a booby trap attached to a tree that was going to be run across the trail that we're actually going down. It was actually a hand grenade that had been tied to the tree, and the wire was being run across the trail, but we got there too quick, and they took off before they connected the wire. Now, I was so thankful for that because this man recognized there are booby traps and it could be on this trail. And he was alert and watching for them. And it came as no surprise when he saw it, pointed it out and helped us out that day. Now, the second thing I'd like for you to notice this. Booby traps in the Christian life are well hidden, but can be seen by the attentive eye. 
Booby traps in the Christian life are well hidden, but can be seen by the attentive eye. And this word in our verse is devices. Remember that word? It's a purpose or a plan or a scheme that's set in the path. Soldiers know what to look for to avoid booby traps, as I've already mentioned. I talked about the branch across the trail, uh, the grass showing signs of being disturbed. Uh, maybe there's a wire across the trail, or maybe there's a pit that's been dug and covered over carelessly. And the attentive eye can pick those things up and stop and check them out. And as a result, the booby trap as a plan or scheme to hurt the person ends up being disarmed as it's detected and doesn't hurt that person at all. Well, Christians know what to look for to avoid spiritual booby traps too, don't we? Let me give you just one example out of so many that we could look at. I'm turning in my Bible to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. Listen to some of these booby traps. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become as saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger or unclean person or covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of God and of Christ, of Christ and of God. Now, again, the next verse says, verse 6, let no man deceive you with vain words. Uh, I don't have time to go through that. Maybe in another podcast we will. But if you take a look, there's like eight things listed there that could uh, blow up a life. And, uh, and we should not be ignorant of those devices. And we also should remember to be alert regarding them, lest we trip one and it blows up on us. If you turn back in your Bible now with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, let me make a couple more comments about that. When we talk about booby traps being hidden but can be seen by the attentive eye, we recognize that in our life we face moral booby traps. In our life we face material booby traps, the attraction of riches. In our life we face mouth booby traps. We say things we don't mean or shouldn't say. We face money booby traps. And of course, we also face marital booby traps, and it goes on and on and on. Satan is seeking to get an advantage over us, and he does it by putting devices in our path that will blow up if we trip them. So we've learned so far, booby traps in the Christian life should come as no surprise. The word ignorant. Booby traps in the Christian life are well hidden, but can be seen by the attentive eye. That's the word devices. Now, thirdly, we see this. Booby traps in the Christian life are intended to hurt and harm as many people as possible. And this comes from the word advantage. The idea of advantage again, seeking to get more or gain a favorable position. Soldiers know the effect of tripping a booby trap and seeing their buddies blown up. Many ranger teams were never the same after a booby trap experience. I would ask you at this time if you would just kind of take your hand and hold it in front of you and hold up your thumb and four fingers and you've got five there. That's normally what a ranger team was. And the enemy learned that if they set off a booby trap to go off immediately, it would catch the first man, maybe a little bit would hurt the second, the rest of them would be pretty safe though. So what they did is they designed their booby traps to have a three-second delay. So the first man would trip it, boom, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, and explodes. 
Now, if you're looking at your fingers, the first man tripping it, 1001, 1002, 1003, uh, the second man is over it, and the third man is right behind. So when that booby trap goes off and it fans out, the first man, second man, third man are hurt. The other man that's existing, he's on the radio calling for help, and you got one man defending you at that point. You see, booby traps are designed that way. They're intended to hurt and harm as many people as possible and get an advantage. Now, how does that apply to our Christian life? Well, Christians know the effect of tripping a spiritual booby trap. Many an individual, family, church, school, mission, etc., were never the same after a booby trap experience. Let me cover this carefully by saying this cautiously. If you think that your sin that you're going to commit as a Christian is only going to affect you, you're being deceived. Any time over 45 years of ministry, I have seen someone commit a sin. If I've seen someone set off a booby trap, you've seen someone that's fallen victim to the device of Satan to try to get an advantage over them, it has affected not only that person, but it's affected many people around them. A husband and wife relationship, it doesn't just affect the husband, it affects the wife too. If they're children, it affects the children also. It certainly has an impact in the church when someone falls into a sin, and on and on it goes. There's a lot of collateral damage in a booby trap. So we need to be careful and recognize the fact that when we set off a booby trap, if we're not paying attention, it's not going to hurt only us, but it's going to hurt the other people around us. So, booby traps in the Christian life are intended to hurt and harm as many people as possible, the word advantage. Don't let a spiritual booby trap be set off by your carelessness and cause a spiritual advantage over you, your family, or your church. Notice number four. Booby traps in the Christian life, once experienced, make us more cautious in the future. Booby traps in the Christian life, once experienced, make us more cautious in the future. It's rather interesting when you look at this because a key word here is the word lest, L-E-S-T. Now, we haven't defined that word yet, but I want you to look at chapter 2 of Ephesians, second, I'm sorry, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. I want you to look at that, if you would, and notice in the beginning of that verse, it says, lest. Satan should get an advantage of us if we are not ignorant of his devices. In other words, he does not have to get advantage of us. We do not have to be ignorant of his devices. But if we're careless, lest this happen. If we're not paying attention, lest this happen. If we're not being attentive, lest this happen, it will get an advantage over us. Now, soldiers who have been wounded or seen their buddies wounded or killed are much more cautious running their next mission. Why? Well, they've seen firsthand what these devices can do to hinder the work of a team and possibly even take a life. Christians who have been wounded or seen their friends wounded by a spiritual booby trap should be more cautious and caring about warning others of the danger. Let me repeat that. Christians who have been wounded or seen their friends wounded by a spiritual booby trap should be more cautious and caring about warning others of the dangers. You know, it's interesting when we take a look at this verse and think about the day and age we live in today. Oftentimes, somebody who's wanting to do something wrong 
or tempted to do something worldly or something will say, well, didn't you do that? Well, oftentimes a parent or a friend or someone else can say, yeah, I did do that. And you want to know something? I'm bearing the scars of it today. And you want to know something? I set that booby trap off. I ended up in that situation. And I don't want you to set the booby trap off and end up in that situation either. When you are helping someone in regard to dealing with a sin or helping someone not get involved in a sin in their life, that's not being mean. That's simply saying, hey, this can really hurt you and I don't want you to be hurt. This can really scar you. I don't want you to be scarred. This could even kill you and I don't want you to die. So when we take a look at these four points, and we've gone through them quickly, but again, you can make a few notes along the way and read the verse and think it over, even discuss it as a family with your friends. We notice the truth of this. Booby traps in the Christian life should come as no surprise, ignorant. Booby traps in the Christian life are well hidden, but can be seen by the tenabai devices. Booby traps in the Christian life are intended to hurt and harm as many people as possible, advantage. And booby traps in the Christian life, once experienced, make us more cautious in the future. And that's the word lest. I trust this has been helpful to you. And I would like to close by making this statement. How are you handling the spiritual booby traps being set to take advantage over you? How are you handling them? And I, I don't want to think just about moral booby traps here. I know a lot of times we think about adultery or fornication or theft or lying or something of that nature. I understand that. But when you take a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, the Apostle Paul, under inspiration, is sharing this verse in the context of people who are not, in, who are not displaying a forgiving spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, there's someone that was involved in immorality. That person was challenged by the church, repented of that immorality, and as a result here, in chapter 2 of 2 Corinthians, it says this, verse 4, For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote unto you with many tears, that ye should be that, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundant unto you. Um, and he says here, but if any man cause grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient as such is the punishment that was inflicted by many. So there was a situation where um, this man had sinned, the church disciplined that sin, this man received that punishment, was inflicted by many, repented of that sin, now needed to be restored to the church through a forgiving spirit. But verse 7 says, so that contrarywise you ought eat rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love toward him. For this end also, verse 9, that I write that I might know the proof of you, whether you'll be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. If I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Then, verse 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Yes, 
<laughs> clearly moral issues are booby traps and clearly material issues and money issues and mouth issues and all these different issues can be booby traps and harm the Christian life. But in our context, not limited to this, but in our context, Paul is dealing with unforgiving spirit in the church, refusing to uh, take the repentance of a man and receiving back into the fellowship. He said, this folks is going to blow up on you. This is going to cause an advantage to be taken in your congregation unless you deal with this in a biblical way. So, booby traps in the Christian life. We need to detect them. We need to disarm them. Or if we ignore, we'll suffer harm. So I just wrote that little thing in the bottom of my notes for us today. Detect and disarm or ignore and suffer harm. The truth is, it's up to you. This has been from the Pastor Study with Pastor Marty Macedo. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our email address is Macedo, M-A-S-I-T-T-O, F-H-M, standing for Fellow Helpers Ministries, at gmail.com. And I want to thank you so much for listening today. And Lord willing, we'll have another one for you next week.